0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're having a good day. And if you missed yesterday's show, I want to make sure that you go to the website and listen to it. We really talked about this verse in um, Matthew, and it's chapter 19, 13, and 14, and it says, The children were brought to him that he may lay his hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked the people. And in one other version, it says that the disciples shooed at these children away. And Jesus said, hey, let the children come to me, and don't hinder them, for the kingdom belongs to such as these. So we are really focusing this week on children. And we're going to talk about little children, and we're going to talk about big children. And we're going to talk about the fact that we are always children to God. We're never really going to be a grown-up to God We need to be a grown-up down here because it makes our lives a lot less complicated, and it really helps our relationships when we show up as a grown-up. But in God's world, in God's eyes, we are his children. And so we talked a lot yesterday about, you know, not hindering people from coming to Christ, not hindering yourself from coming to Christ. And so I want you to think about this idea that the kingdom belongs to children. And why might that be? See, that part of us, that, that inner child part of us, that younger version of us, that's the part of us that hopes. That's the part of us that, that's imaginative. That's a lot of times the part that really hears from God in our heart versus doing it in a, in a cognitive manner. That's the part that helps us to feel really close to him and cared for by him and seen by him. And so let's look at, let's just look at some questions before we kind of move on. And I want you to ask yourself, do you allow yourself or will you allow yourself to come to Jesus with the hope that he will touch your life? Do you come to him with a need and ask him that he might lay his hands on you or the request or the need you have? See, the hope of children, they just ran to Jesus. They knew he was gonna do what he could do. They didn't doubt him. But the older we get, the more cognitive we become, the more we get in the way of ourselves, And we forget to go to Christ and believe that he is who he says he is. And you, if you have children, if you have pets, you would not ever get in the way of them coming to you, especially if they had a need, even if they were bugging you, even if you were busy, because they're little this is how Jesus feels about us. This is how God feels about us. He has all the time in the world for us. He doesn't have a schedule. He doesn't have a job. We're we're it for him. We're his creation. And so I want you to ask yourself, will you allow yourself to come to Jesus with the hope that he will touch your life? Hoping in Jesus, not hoping in you not hoping that you're going to say it the right way or that your behavior is good enough so that he will touch your life. You're just going to hope, like a child, that he's going to touch your life. And that you can come to him with a need and ask him that he lay hands on you, on the request you have, or the need you have. So I want you to ask yourself this second question. Do you discourage others or yourself from going to Jesus by shooing them away, shooing the problem away or minimizing the problem, ignoring it or thinking it's not important or thinking, you know, you need to fix it. It's your problem. You should fix it. So what specific things are you discouraging in yourself or others when coming to Jesus? How do you discourage that? Do you not want to take the time? Do you think the request is too benign, too little, too ridiculous? Do you think you don't deserve it? See, we, we don't give gifts to children necessarily because they deserve it. We don't take children to the doctor when they're sick because they deserve it. We take them to the doctor because they need it, even if they did it to themselves. Think about if you have children that are addicts, adult, adult children that are addicts, would you withhold from them the help of a doctor? This is how Jesus feels about us. This is how God feels about us. Don't discourage yourself from going to Jesus by by minimizing the problem or ignoring the problem or thinking that it's your fault, so you have to fix it before you go to him. You go to him with whatever need you have. How about this? How about number three? Will you let Jesus intervene on your behalf or on another's? I know that sounds like an interesting question because most of us would go, Well, of course I would. But sometimes, what does the, the intervention actually mean? What's the sacrifice that might have to be made? So, will you let Jesus intervene? Will you let him come in and mess up your life a little bit and take control of some things? Will you give it over to him? Will you let him intervene on another person's behalf? Will you pray for that person? Even if they're not asking for it, even if they don't believe it. So ask yourself, do I get in the way of God intervening in my life because I want to be in control of things? And I certainly can relate to that one. I have to be honest with you. That's a tough one sometimes. I kind of want to maybe tell God how I want it to be so it's a little bit more comfortable than him just intervening. So ask yourself this, how about this, number four, ask God to lay his hands on you to meet your need and for the need to simply be touched by God alone. Ask it to come just from God. Just say, you know what, God, I trust that you can can meet my need. You don't even have to use another person. However you wanna do it, your will be done But I'm going to ask God to lay his hands on you and meet your need and for the need to simply be touched by God alone. So only he gets the glory. He may do it through another person, but it's going to be obvious that it's God. And we want to give him the glory and the thanks. And then we want to tell other people about what God has done because that increases their faith. And so then lastly, let's ask ourselves this. How can you allow yourself to be a child with Jesus so that you can be one of the people in God's kingdom? Because remember, that's what that verse says. It says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom belongs to such as these. So how can you allow yourself to be a child with Jesus? So that you can be one of the people in his kingdom. So I want you to meditate on these scriptures. And how they apply to you. How they apply to others. Because I think it's a very powerful thing that we can do. This is one of the ways we regenerate the world. It's one of the ways that we bring hope. You know how it is to be around little children. They bring so much life with them. So we want to have that in us. We want to be an adult in this world, and childlike with God. That's one of the ways that we show Jesus. So let's talk a little bit about, when it comes to children, an attachment, and how attachment happens, because we want to attach to God. So what is attachment? Well, attachment really refers to the relationship that gets developed between an infant and the parent or the primary caregiver. And it's the first two to three years of life. It's not, necess- not like bonding. Bonding is what occurs right when the baby is born. They're, they're laid on the mother's stomach. There's an immediate bonding. There's a whole bunch of hormonal things that are occurring. But the attachment process in many ways is much more important than the bonding process. Because attachment is what lasts throughout our lives. And attachment is what we do with the people that we love. And so attachment refers to the child's behaviors, their feelings in the relationship, and it occurs later in that infant's development. And this relationship forms, and it depends on the degree of the caregiver, how, how the caregiver meets the needs. For the child, their comfort, their security. See, attachment functions to ensure the survival of the child by keeping that child in close proximity to the caregiver. So if you've ever seen, you know that there's good attachment because children don't want to be away from their parent. It's always worrisome when we have children that are running away from their parents and and climbing onto strangers. So the attachment piece ensures that survival, that they are constantly wanting to see where that parent is, where that caregiver is. That's how they feel safe. So the central theme of attachment is that it lies in how important the role of the caregiver plays in establishing this sense of security. So dependable caregiving, that it, it, when it's readily available and it's responsive to that little kiddo's needs, creates this really secure base from which children leave and return as they gradually grow up. They explore their environment, then they run back to the parent. And they go out, they explore a little bit more, and they run back. And the older that they get, the farther away from the caregiver they can be. So when you think about this idea, we want to attach to God. He is our primary caregiver. And one of the ways that we attach to God is we get to know him. And we trust him. See, the caregiver functions as this safe haven. And so when children feel threatened or afraid, they return to the caregiver for comfort and soothing. And it's equally important that this caregiver can be trusted to provide this care whenever needed because the formation of social bonds or you know social and emotional communication that development process that gives that child a sense of confidence and trust in others so that they appropriately trust others not trust necessarily the wrong people see the perception of the parent is the source of security and protection and the feelings of self-esteem are dependent on this care and this reliability of that parent. Now, I know that many of you listening may be feeling badly that you're not a good parent, or you may be reflecting on the parent that you had and recognizing that, you know, I might not have gotten a lot of that from my parent. But what we do know is that God is the perfect parent, and he gives us to humans knowing that they are imperfect and so part of understanding this idea of attachment is that if you didn't get the attachment and the security and the safety and the confidence from your primary caregiver you can still get it from god that's part of what we talked about yesterday because we don't hinder ourselves from coming to Jesus, from coming to God. And so this development of healthy attachment, okay? See, children aren't born attached to their caregiver, but instead they learn through repeated experience, significant social interactions, whom they are going to prefer. And so that healthy development relies on the presence of this stable caregiver. Well, if we don't have a stable caregiver because we have imperfect parents, then we really want to transfer that to God. That's one of the most important things about growing up, is that even though I'm an adult, I'm still a little kid with God. I'm always seven years old with God. So even if I didn't have perfect parents, I had good parents, I had really well-meaning parents, very well-intentioned parents, but they weren't perfect parents. So I can take from my parents the things that really were good and worked, and then I can rely on God for the rest. And so one of the ways that attachment, that attachment figure is providing these these meaningful interactions, they do things like smiling, they look at each other, they gaze into each other's eyes, they vocalize to one another, they follow each other, chase each other around. There's clinging and grasping. There's lots of physical touch and hugging. And then that little kiddo gets to explore their surroundings, knowing that they can always find the parent. And it's the ability to be comforted by that parent. And so one of the things that God can give us is that comfort that we so need. He's a great comfort. He's a present help in times of trouble and so the older that we are the more that we can conceptualize this attachment with god instead of god having to be actually a person that we see touch hear hug right see little children can't conceptualize of a caregiver they can't see but we as adults can and we can transfer that attachment to god and say, I'm always attached to God. And one of the ways that it really helps, just be thinking toward God all day, in your thoughts. Just talk to God in your thoughts, as if he's with you, sitting right next to you in the car, sitting next to you at work, laying next to you in bed. Talk to him. That's one of the ways you attach. Learn about him. Learn about who he is. Think about your own mom and dad. As you grew up, you started to learn more and more about them. Because as a little kid, you can't comprehend many of the adult things. But as you grow up, you learn more and more about that parent. And so this is what we want to do with God. We want to learn more and more about him. And so when we have this, when we we have long-term effects of attachment... What we see is that we have people that are very solid, very well grounded, and are better able to be an adult. They can handle negative feelings. And this is what we want to be really looking at is, God, help me grow up. Help me be that adult in this world that leads people to Jesus, that helps them find God, that doesn't get in the way of them getting to God. God, help me to know you. Help me to attach to you. Help me to see you as my primary caregiver that is always watching out for me, is always a present help that won't ever leave me, won't ever abandon me, that I'm not to be afraid and not to be discouraged. So let's really look at this idea of being childlike with God and being grown adults in the world. So that we always have that childlike hope, that childlike faith, that childlike wonderment of God's world, that we are better able to love those around us and see them as God's children as well. And that they are mistake-making people. And they are probably doing the best they can. And so allow yourself to come to Jesus with the hope that he'll touch your life. Trust him as a good parent, as a good caregiver. We see in that verse in Matthew 19 that he very much rebuked the disciples, and they thought they were doing the right thing. He said, don't hinder them from coming to me. So ask yourself, how do I hinder myself from going to God? How do I hinder others? And so don't discourage people from going to God or minimizing or ignoring problems or feeling judgmental or, or, or condemnation for having whatever problem that you have in your life. God knows that we have these. And he understands how difficult this world is. He's, he was here and it killed him. So he really does understand. So think for a minute if you have children of your own. How, how do you handle them? How do you handle them? How do you love them? How are you being that primary caregiver? How are you helping them attach to you? How safe are you with them? And recognize I'm, I'm asking these questions only for us to really be thinking and getting, getting ourselves back on track. It's not about condemning ourselves or judging ourselves. Nobody down here are perfect parents. We lose the program a lot. We fail. And the nice thing is God is always present. He's always filling in the gap. He knows where, where, where we end and, and that child begins and the space in between that we're not filling. He sees it. He knows it and he's caring about it, and he's compensating. And the biggest thing that we wanna recognize is that as, as adults, we usually rely on our own strength, our own wisdom, and a lot of times this means that we become far more independent of God than we should. And that kind of independence oftentimes is very lauded and very popular. And, and we encourage children to behave properly. We want them to stop being so silly. We want them to learn responsibility. And we may not want to admit it, but we may see them as less important in the grand scheme of our day. And that, that is just one of the things about being human. And so one of the things that we really want to focus on, that God wants you to remember above anything, That he sees you as his his child and he values you and he loves you. And he wants you to come to him. And he wants to heal your hurts. And he's saying to those around us, let them come to me and don't stop them. He sees the secret hurts that you have. He sees the secret wounds. He sees the wounds that have been there for years. He sees the mistakes that you've made, the blunders the hidden sins that you have that you're afraid to tell anybody about. He sees them all and he says, come to me. Come to me. I'm your father. And I want to help you and don't hinder yourself from coming to me. He has no judgment on us. All the judgment went to Christ. All of it went to Christ. He took on the judgment of the world. The judgment that we deserved, he took on. So God says, do not hinder yourself from coming to me. He knows you deeper than you could ever, ever know yourself. He knows you down to the cellular level. He knit you together in your mother's womb. And he says, how beautifully, wonderfully made you are. That's how he sees you. He sees past the sin. He sees past the imperfection. He sees the child that he created that he wanted to spend eternity with, and he has not changed his mind. There's nothing you can do that would change his mind. He loves you deeply and completely, and you are not to be afraid. You are not to be discouraged. I just want you to keep trying. We just have to keep getting up every day and doing the best that we can. And make sure that we are going to Jesus, that we are not hindering ourselves from going. Because I know that I can. I can get in my own way lots of times. And so, sometimes I think, you know, I'm, God gave me this job as a psychotherapist because I needed therapy for the rest of my life. He also let me do this show so I can remind myself all the time. Because this is a tough place down here. You've heard me say that a million times. So please be kind to yourself. Please be kind to those around you. See them through softer, kinder eyes. That we're all hurting, we're all struggling, and we're all being condemned by the enemy. And many times our own hearts. So be kind to yourself today. We're going to talk tomorrow about adult children. Setting boundaries with adult children. Have a great day and God bless you.